You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. All right, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. This is going to be an amazing episode. Uh, my guest voice, he's been heard, I would say, pretty much every home around the world has heard his voice. Tom Kenny, the man behind SpongeBob SquarePants, is joining me today. Tom, this is so huge. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, Tim, thanks for having me, man. I really, I, I really appreciate it. It's uh, fun to be on. Uh, you know, when I hear that the name of, of of the podcast is Saturday Morning Rewind, how, how can I resist? <laughs> I'm all about Saturday morning and rewinding. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, I had Jim Cummings, amazing, amazing guy, and I've been worried. Oh, I've been worried Just ever since. Just talked to him yesterday. Did you? Awesome. He's a great guy. I've been worried though since I Love talked him. to him because I didn't think I'd ever get anybody as good as Jim Cummings. But thank you for proving me wrong today. Oh, cool. Well, Jim's the greatest. You know, uh, Jim Cummings and I have actually been uh, literally joined at the hip. Yeah, Cat yeah, Dog. yeah, true. That's I, true. I, I was the canine half of Cat Dog, and, uh, and Jim was Cat. And then we recently got to work together in that uh, Winnie the Pooh film that Disney put out last yeah. year, uh, where I got to be Rabbit. And he, of course, uh, is the perennial Pooh and, uh, and uh, now permanently Tigger as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, uh, yeah, he's. One of my favorites. That's always surprising to people, or, or, you know, I guess not surprising, but they're always glad to hear that the voiceover community, uh, you know, out here in L.A. actually does hang out. <laughs> we actually do go to each other's birthday parties and goof around. And <laughs> I, I, was just, uh, I was just out somewhere with Bill Fagerbachy that does the voice of Patrick Starr mm-hmm. on SpongeBob. And people, it was, it was just blowing people's minds. At least you guys actually hang out together. This is the greatest thing. You know, like they're just... <laughs> There's this like Rocky and Bullwinkle palling around, you know. They they were just they were just really into it. And of course, you know, I kind of look like SpongeBob, and Bill uh, kind of looks like Patrick. You know, he's like six foot nine, biking guy. And, and I can't like, hide that voice. Like, yes, exactly. Because it's pretty much his real voice. And then I'm you know I'm kind of this dweeby guy with glasses, uh, hyperactive dweeby guy with glasses. So it's uh, it, for some reason it just makes people happy to see us hanging out together. <laughs> you know. How often do you guys break into character and just mess with the kids around you? Oh, man, it, you know, not that often because uh, I don't want to uh, cause them uh, trauma that will land them on a psychiatrist's uh, couch for the rest of their life. But that weird middle-aged man is talking like Spongebob. Going <laughs> ready. Don't catch All right. It's pretty wild. All right, uh, real quick, I just wanted to mention real quick, Rock was Modern Life, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. And, of course, you were... Oh, thank you. Pepper Mine, Wolf, too. Amazing, amazing show. Do you have any quick memories on that show? Yes, I do. You know, I, I have a lot of memories of Rocco's Modern Life. That was an early uh, '90s Nicktoon, um, and and uh, my first series. So I have a lot of memories of that. It was, uh, you know, really it's notable for me for being the place where I first met Steve Hillenberg, who was the uh, creator of SpongeBob. Okay. Uh, where I first met uh, Mr. Lawrence, who is currently the voice of Plankton on SpongeBob, and with the voice of Filbert the Turtle. Um, on Rocco's Modern Life, uh, he was a storyboard guy, you know, really talented animation storyboard artist. And uh, I first met him there, and, and Derek Dryman and uh, Nick Nick Jennings, and all these uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes artist guys that were getting their first 
break, their first employment professionally in animation on that show, um, like I myself was. And those are the kind of guys, uh, those are the guys that I bonded with. Joe Murray, the creator of Rocco's Modern Life, that later went on to do Camp Laszlo for, uh, you know, for uh, Cartoon Network mm-hmm. that I was also in, uh, you know, really had a good eye for, you know, up-and-coming talent and also was really great about letting everybody bring what they could to the party. He wasn't an ego, you know, he was opposite of an egomaniac. He was very uh, collaborative. And it was really a great experience on Rocco's Modern Life. I got to be Hefler, that was a hoot! The yellow, uh, the yellow steer, who's not too bright. I play a lot of yellow, not yeah, too bright do. characters. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I remember uh, the voice of Heifer was based on my, at the time, uh, 13-year-old nephew who... Uh, who kind of really didn't talk like that? Like, you know, he sounded like he was on the verge of from starting to laugh. You know, and uh, now, now he's a he's a father of two. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a long time ago. But um, and it was also Rocco was played by Carlos Alas Rocky, who you know older listeners may remember as being on Reno Nine One One on on uh, Comedy Central. And I had known Carlos from back when we were both stand-ups in the Northern California, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Carlos was from Sacramento, California, and I, I just ran into him, uh, you know, at a stand-up gig. I think this had to be, gosh, the 80s sometime, you know, 86, 87. And him and I just got along real well, and it was uh, Carlos Elizraki who recommended me to Joe Murray. As you know, there's this funny guy, he, you know, he wants to break into voiceover, he really likes cartoons, he's a big animation fan, um, you know, this guy Tom Kenny, you should, you should at least give him a listen and have him come in and read for some characters, um, which I did. So that was a uh, that was my first series, and I remember Charlie uh, Charlie Adler, who played oh, yeah. you know the big heads on that show, uh-huh. both Mr. and Mrs. Big Head, uh, was the seasoned professional. He was a guy that had done you know all kinds of stuff. You know, he had done um, Tiny Tunes and and yep. Our real monsters and all this. He, he had done a ton of stuff, and we were all kind of rank amateurs just starting out. And uh, yeah, he was kind of intimidating because he could do <laughs> so much. He, he could do so much, and he was so fast. And he was, you know, it was like he was a guy that I looked at and said, "Boy, I better up my game here." You know, this is uh, this guy's going to leave me in the dust. He's he's amazing, you know. And I remember Carlos and I just go, "Boy." That that's the guy we want to aspire to be is the guy that can do three characters at the same time, and you know do all three parts of the conversation himself with no editing. They're like, do you want uh-huh. us to get each character separately? We'll cut it together later. No, no, I don't need you to do that. You know, and it was fun. We just did a live event here in Los Angeles, uh, like a live a Rocco's Modern Life live nice. event where we got the cast back together, showed. Uh, uh, some of our favorite episodes, and took Q and A from the audience. It was a Probably at a at a two hundred fifty seat theater, and it, it sold out within you know minutes. Wow. <laughs> it was it, when tickets went on sale. So I just got to hang out with all those uh, all all those people from those long ago days. <laughs> it was fun, you know. The great thing about Rocco was that Joe Murray was was uh, really good about letting us play a variety of characters. So you know, in addition to Heifer, you got to be you know, airline pilots and bus drivers and superheroes and, you know, all kinds of, of 
things, and, and I felt like that show really helped me uh, broaden my range in terms of experimenting with different types yeah. of, of voices and characters, and, and uh, yeah, so th- that's, uh, that's my very long <laughs> two, uh, memories about Rocco's Modern Life. I, I, I love it. Amazing, yeah. My first series. It's a great show. So let's fast forward to, to Spongebob. Sure, and it, it, it's, it's a pretty uh, easy two-line, because Steve Hillenberg, uh-huh. who was the uh, creative director on Rocco's Modern Life, again, had never worked on a series before. Joe Murray hired him on Rocco. Uh, you know, after Rocco ended, after three seasons, which is pretty much the standard lifespan of a, of a kid's animated series, you know, through three seasons, they figured they've got enough to run in perpetuity forever, and that the audience for the show has grown out of it and that there's a new one coming along so they don't need to spend money making new ones. Uh, you know, so Rocco went away and then uh, Steve Hillenberg was looking to pitch his own show to Nickelodeon and he had me come over to his apartment and, and showed me this thing that he was working on called Sponge Boy. <laughs> and he, you know, he just had the whole thing worked out. Beautiful graphics, you know, uh, uh, pen and ink drawings, watercolors, uh, typed uh, personality breakdowns of the characters. You know, it, it was it was all there. You know, the the you know the pineapple house, the Kiki head, Squidward house, the lobster trap shaped uh, Krusty Krab restaurant. It, it was all there. You know, and. Uh, Mermaid and Barnacle Boy were there. It was it was uh, it was like watching the SpongeBob show, but it was you know on paper in a guy's drawer, and nobody nobody had ever seen it. And I just fell in love with it immediately. Um, he said, "I want you to be SpongeBob." I don't, you know. This, this, by the way, this is the only time this has really ever happened <laughs> in my <laughs> career. Where he said, "You're the guy. Uh, I'm not interested in listening to anybody. They're going to try and make me." Um, listen, you know, audition a whole bunch of other actors. I have no interest in that, Tom. You know, you're the guy. You know, you know, you're the voice I have in my head. And you know, the other the other characters, I have no idea who's going to play them. But you're SpongeBob, and I just want you to know that. And I'll I'll fight for that. And he did. And so we made this little seven minute show. He cast all the other characters brilliantly. You know, uh, he really had uh, a great instinct for casting the perfect uh, voices, the perfect actors for the characters. And um, this little seven-minute short became a series a couple of years later. You know, we're talking, we did the pilot film in 97, 1997. Uh It became a series in 1999. Uh And then it took it a season or two to really get going and take off. And, you know, before you knew it, this little seven-minute short that you made in 1997 had kind of conquered the world in a weird way where you, where you just, you know, it was everywhere. And, uh, you know, it, that was really thrilling to see this, you know, when you first started seeing the merchandise, wow, there, there's, <laughs> there's a SpongeBob backpack. I can't believe it, you know? And then of course, now, now there's Sponge. You, you can't name a product that no. <laughs> hasn't had SpongeBob's image on it from, from, you know, I, I saw a nipple piercing a ring with SpongeBob on it. That really cracked me up. And, uh, <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this, this, that, I guess you know that that's when a character is is really merchandisable. Is when they say, "Hey, Nickelodeon, we're going to give you some money to put this character's image on a you know nipple piercing or belly button piercing yeah. ring, you know, <laughs> whatever it is." Like, wow. So that's uh that's the story, and here we are in 2012, still 
making episodes. Just did one yesterday, and looking forward to a new movie and uh, and yeah. uh, Christmas special and uh, etc. Yeah, let's talk about that Christmas special. I'm really intrigued by it. the the stop motion um, animated Christmas special. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know when uh, this is actually going to be up on on the podcast, but uh, uh, it, I'm, uh, hopefully before the before the airing of the, of the special. Yeah, I can have so, it before the airing of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the actual date. Totally uh, let's see. Twenty third is going to be on CBS. The twenty third. Very. I'm glad you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, this uh, this is actually being uh, broadcast on CBS network television as well as Nickelodeon yep. uh, cable network, which is a big thing for us. Big, huge deal. SpongeBob's never been on network TV before. And uh, it's all stop motion done in that classic Rankin oh, Bass. It. It's so great. It's so, you know, guys that do that, I've, I've always been, fan, you know, I'm a big Ray Harryhausen uh-huh. uh, fan, you know, and of course, your listeners probably know that Ray Harryhausen is the guy that did all those Sinbad movies and uh, amongst a million other things in the 50s and 60s. And 70s. And um, Clash of the Titans, probably his last movie. But it, um, yeah, I've met him a bunch of times and I just fawn all over him. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's done in that stop motion style. It's it's, it's a fun new way to see the SpongeBob characters, these little, you know, uh, articulated figures Mm -hmm. uh, that they, you know, obviously they move at a fraction of an inch and uh, photograph it and move at a fraction of an inch and photograph it. You put it all together and it's, this really cool illusion of uh, of life, but it's, all, it's it's very different from traditional animation. It's a little more handmade looking, and the guys who did the animation are such, uh, you know, intense, gifted, mad scientists. You know, they're making these coral reefs out of cocoa pebbles cereal that they're putting hot glue on, and there's you know clouds of flies uh, circling. They're clean the coral reef. Yeah. You know, Bikini Bottom is is on a big giant tabletop where there's you know they built they built the whole city of Bikini Bottom. They've got the camera on a you know on a wire and they're flying it over Bikini Bottom because it's supposed to be the POV of Santa's sleigh flying over Bikini Bottom. And it was just so magical to be in there and seeing that. And a big thrill for me is that Patchy the pirate, who's the on camera pirate that I. Oh, is he, is, know, he coming, also, is he coming back out It's now? also portrayed by me. Yeah, so they did like a, a they, have, they have like a little puppet of him. Like oh, a, man. You know, <laughs> so, so he kind of looks like me, kind of like Fred, uh, Fred Astaire in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how he's a mailman? Yeah, you remember yeah. he's the mailman in the little mail truck? And that was really a thrill to see this little armature, uh, this little armature of, of with my face on it. You know, it was really... I don't know, you're like, wow, <laughs> all, this, all this goofy stuff I've been way too into my whole life uh, seems like it's actually uh, coming home to roost. So we're really excited about it. I should say that the Nickelodeon broadcast of the special uh, December 9th. Has, has the patchy uh, pirate stop-motion segments, okay. and the network, the CBS special, doesn't have those. It's kind of extra content for the Nickelodeon okay. broadcast, because... Uh, I think uh, CBS shows more commercials, yeah, so they needed sure. to uh, trim, trim, and trim some stuff out. So the, the patchy stuff was uh, was easy because it doesn't really affect the story per se of SpongeBob and his friends. So it's really funny, and the story, by the way, uh, uh, was uh, from an idea uh, of mine myself. I, I actually, I've, I've actually never gotten story credit on a SpongeBob, <laughs> so, so it was kind of fun. It's based on a, it came out of a song that I've written with my friend Andy a couple of uh, years ago, Andy Paley called Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas, 
and you know something that we just made to give out to people uh, at Nickelodeon on the show. Uh, you know, we got some of our musician friends together and just recorded this fun little Christmas song called Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas. And, uh, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, folks at Nickelodeon heard it and said, we should just do a Christmas special around this idea of, you know. So I said, I can do that. So we pitched this whole idea where a uh, meteorite of jerktonium uh, crash lands near Bikini Bottom and turns everyone into a jerk <laughs> at Christmas. And, uh, you know, they're acting in a very uh, un-Christmas-like uh, fashion, unkind to each other. And and uh, SpongeBob uh, is immune because he's, uh, he's such a pure, uh, uh, naive character. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's, wh- that's where it, uh, it comes from. That's and awesome. Yeah, yeah, and there's a, there's a, uh, Accompanying Christmas album called It's a SpongeBob Christmas Album. The special is called It's a SpongeBob Christmas Special. The album is called It's a SpongeBob Christmas Album. Ah. Uh, and and uh, Andy Paley and I wrote a bunch of new songs that are not in the Christmas special. You can only get them on this uh, download. And uh, the album is on iTunes and Amazon, and it's really fun. We have all kinds of like fun uh, special guests. We have you know a lot of our favorite older session musicians from the '60s. Uh, you know, uh, Wrecking Crew guys that played on, you know, Beach Boys records nice. and, you know, uh, Green Acres and Sanford uh-huh. and Sun soundtracks, you know, all these old session musicians that are personal idols of mine. And then we have a lot of cool uh, hip uh, musicians playing on it, uh, bands from, uh, there's a band called Honey Honey that's really great, that's kind of taken off, that they, they, they helped us out. And uh, and uh, the, horn, the horn section from... Uh, great L.A. band that's real hot out here called uh, Fits and the Tantrums. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we, we just had a lot of fun making it. So hopefully people will uh, download it off of iTunes or Amazon or wherever you get your your music, and, and we'll be able to do more of that sort of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely going to check out both of those. The special and the CD sound amazing, especially since it's non-traditional Christmas music, you know, because I'm sure people are tired of the traditional jingle bells and that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you know, we... we yeah, we, we said, let's try and write some songs that uh, might become perennials down the road, you know, that, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, because we take the songwriting seriously, you know, Andy and I do, we're like, well, let's write songs that are really good, that even somebody who's not Spongebob could sing it. Uh-huh. Like if Adele, if Adele <laughs> wanted to sing this song Snowflake, she could sing it. You know, you don't have to be a cartoon character, uh-huh. it's about the excitement of the holidays and the first snowfall and all that so it's really a fun exercise and it, and it helps you know it, it allows me to kind of get outside my comfort zone and wear a little different uh, hat than I usually wear you know not not that the, not that I don't <laughs> adore voiceover because I think it's the best job on the planet but uh, it's, it's fun to do other stuff too yeah well, all right, Tom. That's all the time I've got with you today. So, thank you so much for talking with me. It's been oh, cool. truly a yeah, pleasure. Oh, cool. Yeah, great. And, uh, and, and can we, let's do this again sometime. We'll talk about Adventure Time. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, and uh, all kinds of other stuff. I got I got a Disney a preschool show called Huggle Monsters coming out soon <laughs> uh, that uh, your younger uh, your younger gals there uh, will probably enjoy, your Amazing. children. At least the younger uh, couple of them. Okay. <laughs> and, and we'll... Uh, the eight-year-old might be too cool for school on that one. No, she's not. Trust me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, uh, but yeah. we'll please, please let's talk again. Okay. Ed, can you close the podcast as, as SpongeBob real quick? 
Sure, what should I say? Oh my gosh, this is SpongeBob SquarePants, and guess what you're listening to? Mama, 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 mama. Hey, Gary, Saturday morning rewind. Bye.